0: Well, hello there, I'm Jason Zook. This is Caroline Zook. This is Wandering Aimfully, the The show. show. And we're gonna talk about our relationship in this episode. Not so much about relationship advice, although we've been together for almost a decade and we just share some stuff we've learned.
1: Yeah, just like how we kinda got together, what our biggest hurdle was in the beginning of getting together. Ooh, when Uh, Caroline
0: tried to break up with me. I did do that. Yeah.
1: How we fight.
0: Ooh, it gets Um, a little bit feisty. It doesn't get feisty. and Uh, And
1: all kinds of other things.
0: The other things which are most important are some fun sea otter facts at the end, so stick around for that. And now, here we go. Hey there, we're Jason and Caroline Zook, a husband and wife team who believes life is just one big experiment.
1: This is the show where we share our journey as we figure out this ever-changing thing called life. We cover topics like running a business, traveling the world, and clawing our way out of debt. All with the hope of inspiring you to live, work, and create with more intention.
0: Life might bring its twists and turns, but when you know who you are and what you want, you're never really lost. Welcome to Wandering Aimfully, the show.
1: I think I have something to say.
0: What are you thinking about?
1: What are you thinking about? Well, you
0: can't repeat mine, you have to do your own. Come on, man. Da-da-da-da. Caroline. Mm hmm. Let's talk about our relationship.
1: Great. (laughs) Can't wait.
0: Cool. Uh, Originally, when I told you that we were going to record today, I was like, oh, maybe we'll talk about working together. But I was like, eh, we talk about work stuff all the time. I thought it might just be fun to talk about our relationship. And this isn't necessarily being framed as relationship advice. In fact, maybe it's non-relationship advice, but just our relationship in general.
1: I love that. I think there have are we some, ever talked about before? No,
0: because I think there are some fun, little quirks and tweaks and, and squeaks and quarrels and squirrels and whorls and twirls um, that, we, that we have. Definitely, some of those. Now, yeah. what
1: are those that you would like to start with?
0: Where do I want to start? Uh, well, I think it's interesting, and I don't know if you feel this way too, whenever we have friends that we're around or we you know, talk to and they're like, oh yeah, we've been together for a while now, like you know, four years, and immediately my thought is, oh man, they've been together longer than us. And they, they haven't, we've been together for nine years.
1: That's so long. <laughs> it's a
0: long time. That's a third so, of both of our lives. It's
1: funny that you bring that up because before you and I got together, I had had this, which was when I was like a child. What, what, what? Okay. okay, Not a child, but I'm <laughs> hold just saying, on, like,
0: hold on, pump the brakes. You can't say phrases like, before we got together, I was a child. <laughs> okay, <laughs> because, do me, you know why, do you know why? Cops. It's
1: a- <laughs> no, because, because just it's, cop. What do? What is it do? But is it illegal? Legal. Fasten illegal. Legal. Sir? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes, yes. Okay. Um, I meant that when we started dating, I was twenty-one.
0: You were young. I was a young adult
1: <laughs> of legal age. You were a adult.
0: YA reader.
1: Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember I had dated before and I had had boyfriends, but always like right before a year, like right before the relationship hit the year mark, I'd be like, I'd figure out that the relationship wasn't right and break up and then move kind of on to the next kind of thing. And I remember having this conversation, like this inner dialogue with myself in college going like, Oh my God, like maybe I'm just not capable of dating someone beyond a year. Because like then past the year mark, then the newness wears off, and you have to like actually work on a relationship. Right. And all the shininess is gone, and so you like see the you're starting to see the person for the fullness of who they are, so the good and the bad. And I remember being like, what if I'm just can't love anyone? <laughs> bad parts. <laughs> like what if that's not okay? So when you say we've been together nine years, I'm like, a I'm like, whoa, that's a long time. But b I'm like, oh no, like I, I just hadn't met the right person yet.
0: Yeah, well, and I, so I was in a relationship before, I don't want to spend much time on these previous people, these pre-us people <laughs> uh, for four years. So I had been and that was the longest relationship I had ever been in. That's pretty long. That's a pretty long time, yeah. And and considering that at that time in my life, it was then like a quarter of my life because I was obviously younger. Um, so yeah, it was interesting for me. And, and I, think, I think the most fun part of this to discuss uh, at the beginning was when you tried to break up with me.
1: <laughs> I mean, I did break up with you.
0: Yeah. How long were we together at that time?
1: Um, A couple months.
0: So quick timeline. Uh, We met in Jacksonville, Florida, where we both lived. You decided to take a job in Durham, North Carolina. You'd never lived outside of Jacksonville uh, besides going to college. Just if you're,
1: let's just give the juicy details. That job (laughs) that I had decided to take out of college was in the same town as my current, current as my boyfriend who I was dating at like when I graduated college. When
0: you took the job yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah so i had i was dating someone and
0: not a not a year longer he wasn't a year longer
1: actually we did date over a year so so i was like oh maybe that's probably what made me think like oh this is the one but i was like oh i see a future and i wanted i didn't want to do long distance and so one of the jobs that i had applied for was in the city where he was living and long story short Jason and I met, it became clear that there was something there, so we I broke up with the my then boyfriend, but I still had the job in the other city. Right. So literally, we had our first date and then like the next Monday I moved to a different city. Yeah. That was
0: Some could argue that that should have been foreshadowing for me of like, man, if I go on a first date and then a girl moves to a different (laughs) state, (laughs) it's not going to work out.
1: But anyway, I I don't know that everybody, like people who are the OGs who have been around will remember this story, but people who maybe have come on board later, I don't think know that we did long distance for the first six months of our relationship. And it was really tough. I was just talking with a friend the other day about long distance and boy, is it hard. And so this, I think, is the very interesting crux of really the foundation of our relationship, which is hearkening back to what you just said, was when I broke up with you. And this is because when we first started dating, if you had an emotional spectrum.
0: Uh-huh. I'll put one on the screen. Okay. Yeah.
1: And you had it from like robot, not sure that you're a human with real emotions, yeah. on one end, Yeah. to like.
0: It'll be like over here. We'll do full just screen. Just
1: bleeding heart, yeah. Where's your emotions on okay. your sleeve, like has all the emotional needs in the world.
0: So I think everyone knows I'm going to be... <laughs> you were
1: on this end, and I was on this end. And it's really hard, A, to be in a relationship if you if you process emotions and uh, have different emotional needs that are that far apart. Not to mention, if you then take that and then you amplify it with long distance. Right. And so it was like very quickly within two months I had all of these needs that I wasn't getting, that weren't getting met.
0: Just in the first and couple months. And you were
1: months. like, what's going on? And I was like, and so what happened was, and I, I think this is important to share, because if there sure. are people where a relationship is early on, and they're like, how did you know? I'm like, first of all, I didn't know, but... Didn't know what? Well, people are like, how did you know that, like, Jason was worth th- that...
0: Breaking up with? <laughs> no. no, no.
1: <laughs> okay, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But... I remember saying to myself, it's clear to me that you're not able to give me what I need. I don't think it's fair. No, 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 no.
0: Can we quantify? Wait. I know, but. Can we just quantify what part of
1: that? Cause like- Okay, like communication and like- Okay,
0: this is getting into more things than (laughs) I'd hoped.
1: (laughs) I just mean like, I really needed you to be verbal and communicative about your feelings towards me. And Mm. you were kind of like, how do you, like I just blew up my life for you. How do you not see that I like you? And I was just like, cause you just, you're not saying it. Um, And so that was (laughs) an issue. And then every time I brought that up, I felt really needy. And then I didn't like who I was and whatever. But I remember having this thought to myself and going, you know what, it's not fair for me to try to put you in this box that I'm trying to put you in. Like, maybe we're just not a match. Like, I didn't want you to have to change who you were in order to fit who I wanted you to be. Yeah. And I did reach this point where I was like, oh, we've had enough conversations about this where I just think I'm asking something that he can't give. And it's- Are you doing
0: a Zach Morris timeout? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Timeout. (laughs) Timeout.
0: On our relationship?
1: So then I just said, okay, it's not fair to you. And I tried to break up with you.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, you didn't try. You, like, I mean, kind of did, and I think I sat with it for, like, half a day, and I just kept asking myself, like, I left this other relationship that I've been in for years, which is a person who I did love, and, like, I would still say that I still love that person today, like, I still, like, yeah, as a person, like, I, you know, just genuinely do, but... It's one of those things where I was like, no, this, you are worth it to me and I need to be able to show up for you in a way that I haven't shown up for other people before. So that's something I'm willing to try and change. Now, is that one of the most difficult things I've ever done in my life? Yes, absolutely. Even just from like an internal battle, it's everything in me fights against it. And it's just because the way I was raised, things that, you know, nature and nurture and all these different things. But uh, we made it through, so I don't want to spend, I mean, we're already, you know. We're in a no, but through. I think it's
1: interesting because that really surprised me when you called me back and you were like, okay, I've really thought about it and here's the deal. Like, what <laughs> here's I- Here's the re- deal. Here's yeah. the deal. You can't, you can't bring up. I me.
0: got Howie Mandel on the line.
1: Deal or no deal. <laughs> he, this is how I remember it, so correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. But I, the way that I remember that conversation was you being like, I've thought about it, It's not that you're trying to change me or that I'm going to change for you. It's that I want to evolve and change in this way for myself. And so, like, I'm committed to this relationship and let's try and grow together. Yeah. It was like something along those lines. And And I was like,
0: I was not expecting that. For any relationship, when you run into bumps in the road, whether it's in the very beginning or the middle or like way down the line, you and I'll say way down the line, like as far as we've gotten. So, you know, so the only thing we have to compare to is that you start to realize like, Oh, this, this thing between us, that's causing our relationship to not be as good as we hoped or as smooth as we hoped is actually something that's wrong, wrong, or just like, it's not working in me. Right. And I'm bringing that to our relationship and that's causing the friction where our relationship isn't working out. And I do think over time, the thing that we've realized it is like the one thing and probably most people who are in relationships have this as well There's like one thing that you're almost at an impasse on that you just can't possibly get through But you stay together because everything else is worth it. So for us. What is that one thing? Wait, what? what's like the one thing that we always have friction on that we will probably never have in perfect alignment in our relationship We Always like this is like we the one friction. thing we come back to it's we we haven't end. had in a while, but you also have been feeling great in a while, so we've had an opportunity to. It's not the emotional needs thing. It is, but like, what? Like, how do we? This is a perfect example.
1: Failing this test and it's stressing me. Well, maybe out.
0: I always think about it this way. So it's that we don't speak the same emotional language.
1: Uh, yes, obviously. But <laughs> that's like a. I, I was picturing like a topic. I was like, the, no, d- no, the this, dishwasher, the. No. Okay. <laughs>
0: It, I've given up on the dishwasher yes, because the, yes, we just it run is It is the every emotional night.
1: Needs thing. and it's the fact that we don't speak the same love language.
0: Probably won't make it out of this episode alive, but <laughs> just wanted to wanted to try and end our relationship via our ER podcast and show. <laughs> okay, so let me recap that since that was such a cluster of a thing. The one thing that we keep coming I'm back to, I know I'm sweaty. Okay. The one thing that we keep coming back to in our relationship that is difficult is that we don't speak the same emotional language. Correct. So you will have. Times where you just need me to say words of affirmation to you so that you feel connected and loved by me. And I will have times in my life where. I'm feeling that way, and I'm showing it to you through other means, but you don't accept it that way.
1: Right, I and don't so, receive it. Yeah, I can't like it because I'm not speaking that language. But.
0: Right, and so this actually gets into one of the realizations for us that was really helpful was learning the love languages. And I'm not going to say that we even spent a lot of time to learn them, myself mostly. Uh, is that we, like, for us, we just quickly got it. Yeah. And so when you, when we realize that you accept love through acts of
1: Words of affirmation words and of physical affirmation. touch, are my and words.
0: I accept love through acts of service. That became really helpful for us to be able to understand and just know each other better when we were showing up for each other in our yeah. relationship.
1: Like I learned, and even yours is acts of service. But what I learned about you is that you feel the most loved when I. And thoughtful of you or I've gone out of my way to like think about doing something that is out of my normal routine in order to serve you so like doing the dishes or if I if I were to like oh for example get up and go run and get you donuts because I know you love them like I know that's like a physical thing but it's like you being like oh wow like that that wasn't in your normal routine like you thought about me
0: yeah and... it's, it's really it's funny because it goes back to a couple episodes ago it's thoughtfulness right so it's like uh, I think the best example of this because the going out and getting donuts is fine, but not a like physical act like that I is... should have
1: just used this venue to like <laughs> throw out some ideas about like, yeah, well, you could do... like, you know, like going and like getting donuts
0: Right, right, You're right.
1: Nope, nope, not as, not as good as No,
0: it, I think the one thing that has always, I have noticed the most is when I'm gone from the house Because that doesn't happen very often for us We spend so much time in our homes because we work from home, we live at home, blah blah blah, and we love it in our home is that when I go somewhere for an extended period of time, whether that's leaving town or just like for a half day that I'm gone, and I come back and you have been thoughtful about cleaning up your desk or cleaning up the couch or cleaning up our bedroom or whatever, because I am the more cleanly one of the two of us.
1: It's like, I had to actually think about that to get
0: You me. had to almost force yourself to get out of your own habits. And, and that does and, mean and a lot to me. And you know that
1: means love. If I force <laughs> myself to do things that are not within my nature. And I know
0: that that may sound weird to some of you, but I think for some of you, it may You're also like, sound like, uh-huh, yep, this is us, this is us. yeah. Yes. 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 Our relationship, I think, going for as long as it has, and I think for being as healthy as it has nine years in, is that, we've realized these things about each other. And to me, that's one of the biggest things. And I think it also kind of, I do want to touch a little bit on working together. Although I do think we could do a whole episode on that because I think there's some things we've learned about that as well. And like how we work together well, and also are a couple well, but I don't want to leave the emotional stuff. You know, I want to stay here, stay in the pocket for you. I
1: am. And that actually brings me to, I wanted to just come back to that story because I do have some people sometimes, and I remember being that age in my early twenties and being like, how do I know if this relationship, talking about after you came back to me with that, after we like had our mini breakup or whatever, I remember thinking to myself, how do I know that this relationship is worth investing time in? It's really hard, it's long distance, I blew up my life for it, I'm 21, like shouldn't I be dating around and whatever? But when you came to me and you said all of that, I remember thinking like, Wow, this person is willing, is is telling me that they're making a commitment to their own self-evolution. And if you're in a relationship where somebody is willing to do that and go on that evolution, I think that's such a good indicator of the fact that 20 years down the line, when you two are totally different people than yeah. you are now, as long as you're still committed to to evolving as people and evolving together, then I think it bodes well for your relationship. And do you remember? I actually remember a long, long time ago when, when like, early in our relationship, I did a podcast with Gebs Goobs. Do you remember? Gebs Goobs. And he was asking about relationship stuff. And I remember going, like, what do I think are the key ingredients to a good relationship or any relationship that you think is worth investing in? Do you remember what they are?
0: No, I have no clue. Okay.
1: They're three Cs. And I know it sounds silly, but, like, I still stand by these three Cs. Okay. Okay? The first one is chemistry or just compatibility yeah. like is there an innate a spark A spark yeah and for us that was humor like immediately with it we felt like we had known each other forever we could laugh at each other's jokes and whatever it was just there was that that initial like chemistry well, compatibility you
0: were a child that. and i'm a grown-up child so <laughs> exactly
1: <laughs> um so that's like the initial part but then the second one is communication so are you even if you don't speak the same language are you at least willing the same emotional language right
0: would be different if you just didn't speak entirely right
1: are you at least willing and able to like talk about your feelings and even if you just awkwardly tumble through it or whatever and then the third one is straight up just commitment like do you have a commitment to what we have called before staying at the table which means like if you're gonna disagree or if you're gonna have a fight are you gonna get up and like walk out of the house and like leave or are you gonna demonstrate that you have a commitment to work through it by just staying in the conversation and that doesn't mean like okay if you need time but saying like hey i need 10 minutes to go cool off this isn't me like trying to ditch this conversation it's just me saying that's what i need versus throwing up your hands and storming off or whatever
0: yeah i actually makes sense yeah totally and i i think that leads into one thing that i did really want to talk about which was I feel like we've never really had, like, a fight as you would think about it in a relationship. Like a blowout fight. And, and I think part of that is, is those three C's, which is helpful. I mean, especially the communication one. And I think one of the things for us that has been, like, this has kept our relationship together for as long as it has, and hopefully will for a very long time, is, is the fact that we don't leave a conversation Unresolved. unsettled. Yeah, and so. Even if it's like, I'm going to go walk away for 10 minutes and I'll be honest, that to me is not my favorite thing because that to me is saying like, Hey, I can't deal with this right now. Or like, and and that's not just on you. That's just like how I feel about it. It, Is that like, and this is just my nature. I want to fix it now. I want to solve it now. And I'm the same
1: way. I don't like, but what I've learned too, especially from like therapy is like, if you're operating from a place of trigger, you're not. It's you're not gonna get anywhere because you're just your alarm bells have gone off and you're in this emotional place That you're not even able to like have a rational conversation. So sometimes that's when the um, Kind of like walk away thing, but I think what's important is we also very early on figured out like our style of fighting I think that's key like Mm -hmm. you have to arrive at a place where you can Have disagreements and you are in a way that's healthy and constructive for both of you so and I don't know that we ever did this like verbally, but we set some like ground rules, which is like don't raise your voice, like yeah. don't yell. I mean, we, we both of us have gotten spirited and maybe we've raised our voice, but we've never yelled at each other. Yeah. Um the very few times where like I've said something that I regret, it's been like um also it's like don't curse at each other.
0: Yeah, we very rarely ever. will swear in an in an argument. You know, it's like joking we'll swear all the time, but, but very if, rarely yeah. in an argument will like, we. Like
1: even if I've said like you can piss me off or whatever. Like, I would never say that in a fight with you. Because it just, it's like yeah. a, it's an escalation. So it's yeah. like, we don't need that. Um, and it just feels gross. If you're... It feels
0: gross even now just thinking about it. Yeah, it, it feels so.
1: gross and <laughs> like, a. okay, this is not helpful. Ah! Um, what are some other like ways that things that we always settle it some way?
0: Yeah, I, I think one of the biggest things too is like, and I don't, I mean, I think this is just something that we figured out, but you, you like you've seen it from your your parents, and and I think I've seen it from mine, but is that you don't let anything like overflow into the next day. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you don't go to sleep with something unresolved, you resolve it before then, even if an argument happens at night. And that's happened to us on occasion where it's been like late and something has come up and it's like, no, like now we stay up until we figure this out. And we're not just gonna go to sleep like as far as you possibly can on the edges of the bed uh, and then not talk to each other and then wake up in the morning and there's like awkwardness no, we have to solve this as much as we possibly can before we go to sleep.
1: And I just want to say that works for us. Like we're both very... No, this
0: is prescriptive for everybody. (laughs) We're
1: very direct people. We, I don't like the passive aggressive thing. We don't, you know, and it might be different for other people, but for both of us, I think the through line for our relationship is like honesty and directness. And even if it hurts, like another thing I think when, when fighting is to also be very aware of what what baggage you're bringing to the conversation as well. So I'm trying to always balance in our disagreements or whatever, if I'm sharing something that you did that hurt my feelings or I didn't go away, I'm also cognizant of making sure that I verbalize things that I know I could have done better as well because I think that just shows you and builds trust with you that I'm not just trying to dump it all in your lane that I'm saying like, I'm partially responsible for however that went sideways.
0: Yeah, and a lot of times we've realized it's when you come to a disagreement or whatever, It it can stem from something completely unrelated. Yeah. And it's really hard to ask the other person, like, hey, is this actually really about this? Because for both of us, it has been many situations where it hasn't been about the thing we're fighting about or talking about. It's something completely unrelated that has just been carried through and hasn't really fully been resolved, even though we thought it had, and it kind of comes out. And so I think that's just kind of the... A standard thing that happens in relationships over time and it's going to be something that we deal with forever but okay so i don't want to talk about fighting uh anymore because we only have like five minutes left in this episode Um, i wanted to talk about some of the ways where i think we find the most value on our in our relationship because i think for a lot of people that can be very different but i think for us we've figured out a lot of things that kind of make us really happy together to do but then we also have things we do completely separate Mm -hmm. that we can you know, be okay with and enjoy that other person has other interests because you don't mm-hmm. have to do everything together.
1: Mm-hmm. We love eating.
0: <laughs> eating <laughs> is, love eating is a big one. And I would even say it's it's less about just the food itself and it's about the experience of trying a new place or going to a place that has a certain feeling or vibe or whatever because we're such creative people i think we really enjoy that Mm -hmm. and we really appreciate that and and that can just lead to so much other inspiration across other areas of our life right obviously we want the food to be good too but um but for a long time there our biggest expense and i actually think we've we've gotten better at this um mainly probably because of health issues in the past couple months but our biggest expense was always eating out. Always. And it wasn't necessarily because we just didn't like eating at home, even though like, it's not one of our favorite things to do is to cook, but it's because we love the experience of it. And yeah. we love getting out and doing things. So that's a big one.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, I would say that travel is one for us, but we've talked about this in a previous travel episode, which is our bougie travel. Yeah. So it's not like we want to go stay in a hostel and backpack through like the, you know, yeah. unworn paths of different cities. It's like, no, we'll go to the well-worn paths that we are nice and paths. comfy. Uh, but we, we do like that as well. And I think it's very similar to eating out. Is just discovering new things, being a little bit outside of our comfort zone. For some of us, we like a little bit more comfort sure. zone than others.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so I think that's one. Um, for us, movies. like we, we just recently rewatched 40-Year-Old Virgin, and it was fantastic. This is the dawning of the age of, the weariest, the age of It yeah. heart- stood the test of time and we loved it. I still remember
1: the first lunch that we had together. You saying something about how much you love movies. And I was like, it's not possible that you like movies more than me. So even like on our first date, basically, we were still arguing over like who liked
0: but movies I think, more. But I think it's clear.
1: Well, your movie marathon,
0: yeah. yeah there Definitely. we go. Definitely. Also, I can on a Saturday just watch like six movies back to back. Well,
1: I used to be able to do that. Yeah. I'm going to get there soon. But. Yeah.
0: There's just not enough romance movies left for you to, to watch.
1: I, you, That's the problem. You know romance movies are not my favorite. You know it's thrillers. <laughs> Legal thrillers, even <laughs> Legal more thrillers. specifically.
0: We gotta get those, we gotta get like, Fracture. just his channel.
1: One of the best of all time.
0: Just back and, uh, back and forth. I think it's funny, and we can touch on this because we're getting close to the end so it doesn't have to make us uncomfortable to talk about very Super long. Power. Is that sex doesn't come up for us as like a first thing.
1: Yeah, and I've thought about this a lot because I feel like, do you think that that has something to do with the fact that we're around each other all the time?
0: I think that's part of it. I think for anybody who's been together for almost a decade, it's not, you're not in that honeymoon phase yeah. anymore, so it's not like the first thing you think about when you see the other person. Like, I do remember when we were first together, that's like, you know, it's just like nature in me is thinking about that every time. And now it's less about that and it's more about how can I have an experience that we that we both really enjoy yeah. and that we remember and things like that. And I think over time, sex in a relationship just doesn't become as important because... It's just not as it's not as fulfilling as a lot of other things that you do together. And I'm not saying that I don't enjoy it, don't get me wrong, it's great, but I just think that you over time, especially I think creative people who live together, work together, like there's a lot of other places where you get fulfillment more yeah. so.
1: Well, and I think an important thing about that is also just the older you get, the more comfortable you get with yourself. And I remember early on in our relationship, I was like, oh, I was so hyper aware of like you know, talking about sex with my girlfriends and like, what were, what was their whole situation like? And like trying to compare, like, was your situation like theirs and like whatever. (laughs) And just thinking that like, there's a one size fits all. Or I remember like you see it all the time. It comes up on like polls and people saying like, Oh, well, how many times a week do you do it with your partner? And blah, 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 blah. Week? What do
0: you mean? It's a day.
1: And I remember having just like being so self-conscious and being like, Oh, what's wrong with me that like, maybe like that's not as high up in our relationship as other people would put it but that's when you just get older and you realize like your relationship is your relationship and you get to mold your marriage and your partnership for the long haul however you best see fit yeah and it's not to say that it's not important to us it is and we've had our own journey with that whole part of our relationship like intimacy and things like that
0: upcoming episode
1: but in general i would say that it's not the most important thing in our relationship and i'm happy with that now and i don't Judge us or judge our relationship compared to other people. Um, yeah, yeah, because of that, you I know? think
0: that's actually like a, a nice piece of advice for like a through line in everything in life mm-hmm. is that what works for the masses or for a lot of people or even just what like society might tell you like oh a healthy relationship means you're having sex x number of times a week it's like what like there's so many variables that could go into that that you just like you don't take into account and so you don't need to feel guilty about it you just feel. Good about your relationship and what you yeah, care about. I mean, and I think the other thing too that is that we're also very honest with each other about this. Yes. We do talk about well, it totally. and it's not something that just stays like kind of, you know, quiet and we're right. like, oh, what's going on here with this? Like, you know, right. Know and you it's feel. not
1: one of those things where, you know, like I would feel differently if I felt like we were like somehow our intimacy had been lacking. But it's just we find intimacy in other ways. And it's not like one of those situations where you feel people drifting apart because right. they're like their their needs aren't getting met, and so you're both like on your phones at night, not interacting right. with each other. It's like no, like we still have a very stimulating relationship. It's just the physical part of the intimacy isn't as important, I think, as some people it would
0: right. think it is. Right, and I think it's fair to say we're both still very attracted to each other. Hopefully, hundred percent. Okay, good. well, that's what matter. I was gonna say
1: too. Is like it would be different if we would never wanted to like touch each other, right. or if Like, yeah.
0: Hello. <laughs> 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 How was it for you? <laughs> That's a good segue into, we Googled that for you.
1: All right, now on to our second segment. because the first one is the regular <laughs> podcast called We Google That For You, where we Google something for you and that you can feel smart and go and tell your friends and people will think, oh wow, You're like Google, but better.
0: It's really turned into, I Google something for Caroline, and then you guys get it uh, as well. So I'm
1: bad at preparing for podcasts. I
0: have five facts about sea otters. Close. Sea otters. And this is going to make sense when we get to the fifth fact of why I brought this in. It'll it'll wrap it all together. Great. Cool?
1: Now am I guessing the facts?
0: Nope. You are going to guess true or
1: false. Great.
0: There you go. All right. First, the sea otter can live its entire life without leaving the water. True or false? True. That is correct. Sea otter can live literally its entire life without leaving the water. But it's a mammal. Not underwater, just in the water. No, it doesn't have gills.
1: No, I understand. That'd be weird. I, sea I said otter it's a gills. mammal.
0: All right. Second fact: Sea otters have very thin fur, but have a layer of blubber like a whale that actually keeps them warm. True. False. Sea otter fur is the densest of any animal on earth, an estimated 1 million hairs per square
1: inch. That's fine, but does it have blubber like a whale? No,
0: that's because unlike its fellow marine mammals, it has no blubber to keep it warm. Wow. A million hairs per square inch.
1: Wow. That's why it has that that texture. It's
0: amazing. Alright, third fun fact. Most sea otters consume nearly 40% of their body weight per day. False. True. Ugh. The sea otter must consume at least 25 to 40% of its body weight daily just to keep warm. They gorge on more than 100 different prey species.
1: Oh, wow. What a diverse, diverse diet. diet. So We're
0: married. Nicely done. All right, fourth, fun fact about sea otters. We have two left. Okay. Sea otters migrate and can travel as far as 100 miles per day.
1: True.
0: False. Ooh. I'm on track. Sea otters do not migrate far. Their rafts, usually comprised of a single sex, can range from as few as 10 individuals to as high as 1,000.
1: Their raft?
0: Yeah, it's like a beaver has a dam, so <laughs> a sea otter has a raft that they create. It's like, it's kind of similar to a dam. It's like a big, Kay. cohesive unit. Kay. All right, final fun fact about sea otters, and this is gonna bring it all back together. Can't wait. True we'll or false? To keep from drifting apart while they snooze, sea otters often sleep holding paws. True. True. <gasps> oh. Babe, we're like sea
1: otters holding paws, except for you would never hold my hand for not an for entire night. Not for
0: Not for you an entire night. You would never. It's already getting sweaty and hot. Isn't that a fun little fact about That's sea otters, so though? That's so sweet. So they don't drift apart, they hold paws. That's sweet. Oh, we should try that. But just like, we can just hook our hands together. Just like a little. Like
1: Legos. Yeah.
0: Going to sleep now. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode, learning a little bit more about our relationship, our non-relationship advice, and then obviously some sea otter facts. We should have
1: taken some cues. I love answering cues.
0: I mean, we can take cues for a later relationship episode if people want.
1: We'll do a follow-up Q&A relationship episode. Irpsurd. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Irpsurd. Leave. A, go ahead and leave your questions in the comments if you want. So if you try have to, any questions for to our keep relationship, them PG-13. <laughs> <laughs> Keep them NC-17. That's what I'm saying. We're not children anymore, you know? Uh, but we seriously, don't do
1: it often, but what do we do?
0: <laughs> ask, ask your relationship questions in the comments if you have them. Uh, I will compile them, and we will do another follow-up episode about relationship stuff. Hope you enjoyed this one, uh, and we'll uh, see you on the next one.
1: We love you.
0: Bye.